This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, Ottawa has advised Canadians not to travel internationally for non-essential trips because of the threat of Omicron. So how will this affect those who've already booked their flights for the holiday season? What happens to the insurance of people who decide to go ahead with their trips? And what happens to somebody who's taken a trip and who tests positive before coming home and then uh, has to stay put? Uh, those are all the kinds of questions people are grappling with now. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free one 866 740 740 And now let us go to the expert on all of this, Martin Firestone, president of Travel Secure. Hi, Marty. How are you? Thank you for that kind intro. Uh, well, uh, has your phone been going off the hook? Emails and phones since 4 a.m. in the morning yesterday with the news of a travel advisory. It is beyond comprehension what this decision has done and how it's put us all in the most precarious position. Okay, well, uh, my first at least comment on this, um, I know that everybody, you know, has pent up demand looking forward to traveling over the holidays. But, you know, I would have thought that somewhere not too far in the back of people's heads, they would have had a sense that, you know, maybe you might have to go to plan B. Am I wrong? Well, I think we've had subtle hints the last couple of weeks. And listen, the minute the variant came, I knew I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop that something would happen. And it in fact did happen. So you are right. But the difference, and I can't stress this enough, what we are going through now with a level three travel advisory versus March of 2020 is night and day. There is a vaccine. Hospitals are not filled to capacity. We don't enter ICUs and be put on ventilators. You can't compare the two times, yet our government is not necessarily differentiating this at this point. Well, wait a minute. Isn't there a difference between the advisory we had now and the advisory we had in March? Absolutely not. Level three travel advisory to avoid all non-essential travel. Zero difference. Insurance-wise, though, you had to buy a rider in order to have COVID included because it was excluded once there was a travel advisory. Now, the good news from most carriers, not all, but most is that regardless of the travel advisory issued yesterday, coverage will still include COVID and, and as well as any other unexpected medical emergency. Okay, so uh, and what does that rider say? It covers what, your hospitalization or you have to see a doctor or whatever it is? Yeah, any cost, any cost related. But, but as I'm saying, the great news is you don't need it for the most part. A couple of the insurers today have addressed that it is going to be an exclusion, but you can buy the pandemic plan and therefore will get coverage for it. Others are saying, you know what, it's in our plan design. We took it off when the level advisory was lifted earlier on in October. We are not putting it back on now where you require a rider. It's embedded in our full plan as if it were any other unexpected emergency. That sounds sounds pretty nice of them. It, It is. And you know what it says, Libby? It says... They don't see the risk like they once saw. Because believe me, insurers 
more than anybody do everything based on risk. So you know what they're saying to me? They're saying, we don't see you ending up in an emergency room in an ICU unit on a ventilator if you have been, I'm sorry if I didn't state this, fully vaccinated. Okay, you must be fully vaccinated in order to be able to receive full emergency uh, funds towards any issue. And, and what's fully vaccinated, two or three? Only two. Nobody has addressed the word booster ever. Who's kidding who, though? The majority of us will try, especially with it opening up to 18. Not that that matters to me. Uh, open it up for everybody on Monday. So that's the good news. Okay, so here's a scenario, and I think there's an insurance product for it. If Okay, you have to take a test before you come home. If you test positive, uh, you have to self-isolate uh, before coming back home. So what do you yeah. do then? Well, there was a story this week, I don't know if you read it, of a Windsor couple who uh, were at a resort in Jamaica and they got a positive test. And when they kind of pushed them as to, can I get another one? Because I don't see how I'm positive. I'm asymptomatic. I don't have any symptoms. My husband was negative. It's uh, And they suggested that you have to stay another five days at this cost in their hotel in a quarantine wing, like nightmarish. So what the stories behind that, we'll never know. But you ask a very valid question. If you test positive and cannot fly home, there are products out there now that will cover up to $200 a day to a maximum of 14 days or $2,800 per person towards the cost of hotel meals and expenses if, in fact, you do end up in a situation where you cannot return home. Okay, and how much would that insurance cost? Not a lot at all. Quite frankly, uh, families galore are calling me now with respect to husband, wife, and two and three kids. And, you know, it's coming in at under $200. And it includes the $5 million for medical coverage, which is redundant from some who have group benefits, credit card, or whatever. But it gives them the peace of mind that they have this in place in addition to that quarantine benefit that I referred to. So what is your sense? Uh, are people, uh, first of all, did do you think there are a lot of people out there who bought, uh, you know, airline tickets that were non-refundable in that, or were people more careful? I think the majority of airlines came online and giving you 48 hours to cancel and get a full refund. I sure hope so. But this is a good piece of advice to give all who are planning future trips. Put the onus on the end user at the other end to say, if I can't get to that country or I can't leave my country, you have got to refund me my monies. Don't give me a credit and don't give me a voucher. Because we all agree trip cancellation insurance through the insurers now, it's a known cause. It will not cover that as a reason for cancellation. So you have to look to the tour guide, the hotel the excursion company, the Airbnb, the house you rented to say to you, if you can't get here, we totally understand. We'll give you back your monies. That's good advice to give people. Right. And is your sense that most people, say people who are going south uh, for Christmas break, are they canceling or they're going to say, what the heck? I've paid for it. I, they probably at this point maybe cannot get all their money back. Um, what's your sense? Are people... Yeah. Very few cancellations. Prior to the travel advisory being announced yesterday, I wasn't hearing any major issues about fear of going to the U.S. and southern destinations or sun destinations. When the travel advisory came, their only fear was, do I have coverage for COVID while I'm away? And again, I have to address that as an individual basis. I can't answer for credit cards. I can't answer for group benefit plans. You have to check with your providers to ensure you are. But the bottom line is, very few cancellations at all. What I can't tell you is, are people hesitating to book trips to Europe next spring, next summer? That I'm not seeing yet, and I have a funny feeling those things are on hold for the moment. 
Well, yeah, if they're traveling for the holidays, presumably that's already booked. It is, and there's very little chance of a refund short of your airfare. But if you rented a condo, or I shouldn't say a condo, but if you went to a resort all-inclusive, you're not getting your monies back if you don't show up unless you were so good to get that as part of the contract when you paid your monies towards it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough situation. I'm uh, and and uh, as far as you know, with this travel advisory in place, is is there any consequence for people who travel who take their holiday? None whatsoever, other than they can slap your wrist and say, I told you so, if you write them and go, you know, I can't get home from here, and how are you going to help me? So they set the table to say, we told you so. They've also set the table to say there could be future restrictions and put in place, even as of tomorrow, they could throw the one where you'll need the negative PCR test upon arrival to the airports, which supposedly is in place, but appears to be random at this moment. But it did exclude anyone returning from the USA. So they could, in fact, choose to want to add that to the list tomorrow, along with other restrictions. I sure hope not, but you never know. It's it's there if they want to do it. Well, it's and the airport, don't even go. I mean, the airport is crowded now. It, it had seemed a little better for a while, but wow, what no, I've seen, not a place that I want to be. I have been telling people to pack your patience because I suspect leaving what time you have to get there for an early flight, I can only imagine. And then don't tell anybody to pick you up at the airport after your plane lands because you could be looking at three to five hours and God knows if that's even the right answer with what you may have to go through and also self-isolate until you get back test results, which is scary for people who come home Sunday night and want to go to work on Monday. Yep. Uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Wayne in Toronto. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Louise. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Go ahead. I was just wondering, uh, since there's uh, a new travel advisory on, uh, should we be sending hundreds of Canadians to the Olympics in China? <laughs> That's a very good question. And nobody seems to be talking about it. Uh, you're right. Nobody seems to be talking about it. And, uh, I, I don't think either I or Marty are in a position to answer that question. It's a fantastic question, which I don't have an answer for, but you know what? Doesn't it make sense in lieu of the fact that there's a travel advisory? So you make a very good point. Okay, Wayne, thanks for uh, bringing that to our attention. Let's go to Karen and Fergus. Hi, Karen. Hi, how are you today? Fine. Go ahead, Karen. Excellent. Um, yes, this is perfect timing. I have a flight booked and ready to go January 1st to the 29th to Veradero Beach. And I, I have um, purchased insurance. Now, I'm just looking at it. And with regard to the COVID exclusion or non-exclusion, it says as of March 5th, 2020, Manual Life has determined that COVID-19 is now considered a known event, and trip cancellation and interruption claims for this known event will no longer be considered payable for policies issued on or after March 5th, 2020. You so hit it, it on the like- nail. That's exactly what is on every company's trip cancellation policies that were sold after that date. So in okay, essence, so- you can't cancel the trip because of a COVID-related reason. Oh, okay. No, no. I was just, what I my concern is. Um, I've, I've purchased insurance, so I'm told it's it's up to ten million, including all hospitalization down okay. there. Blah blah blah. Emergency flight home, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
can't All right, let, let me try to make to this 24 clear. hours beforehand. Okay, but, let, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're running out of time, Karen. So listen, I'm going to let you go and let Marty answer the question, okay? Okay. All right. Great. Okay. 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 So it appears she bought an all-inclusive package that included trip cancellation and medical. Be wary. Here's the problem. They've addressed the trip cancellation won't be covered as it's a known cause. What she has to do now is contact Manulife to confirm is the medical part going to still include COVID or do I have to buy their pandemic plan, which is a separate policy in lieu of yesterday's travel advisory. Really important that they check this out. Okay. That is very good advice. Uh, Martin Firestone from Travel Secure, as always, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. What a headache. Uh, We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about those boosters. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are eligible, but what is the capacity? I'll be talking to Justin Bates from the Ontario Pharmacists Association when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.